Who you flexing to? Who sitting next to you? Yeah, I see the shit you tryna show me, homie. Slow down, where the rest of you? I see through the vessel while you wrestle with what's testing you. I came back what you want. The worst of me is the best of you. I hope my aggression SOS in you. These bitches, you be dressing sex and putting on a pedestal for nesting you in essence. All you are is an investment, more or less. Yeah, these hoes is more or less. All I'm undressing is the naked truth. Executing every move. I'm petty proof. I'm Freddy Loose. A nightmare. I'm Kyle Kuz. Welcome to the True Exact Show. I am joined here by the people's rapper and great lyricist, in our opinion, John Connor from Flint, Michigan. John, yes, how you doing, man? If you don't mind me calling you John, Mr. Connor, it's up to you, bro. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. All of it works, man. You staying safe, man? You doing well yeah. out there? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Just staying in, finding peace through being creative. You know what I'm saying? Just uh just just staying far, far away from all of the BS, man. Now, what you gotta do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what what we like to do on this show here, we just started up like a few months ago, but like we kind of went this path of contact and rappers we grew up liking. We interviewed yeah. some battle rappers, <laughs> stuff like that. We're out here in New Jersey, so we like to reach out to people out in in the middle of America, the West Coast. Let them know they got fans out in New Jersey, and it just it's such a different culture, different environment. And like aside from like hearing what you guys say on a couple interviews or some of your songs, which is legit like poetry to us. We don't really know the story of you guys, some of the battle rappers, the underground guys, the guys who don't get as much exposure as we feel like they should. So, like, tell us about you and how you came up. What record changed your life? How you got into rap, man? Well, man, first off, I want to say thank you all for having me on this platform and just making, you know, bringing awareness to me and my music out to where you at. So I really, really appreciate that. For real, for real. And um, But a little bit about me, what's cool, too, is um, I got a docu-series that's coming out that, you know, because I've been taping my life my whole life, you know, since mm -hmm. high school and even before then. So it's a docu-series we're going to start putting out probably in the next couple of weeks that documents all of that from my time spent at Aftermath to my time on the underground. But, you know, um, for those of y'all who just tuning in and, and getting to know who I am, man, um, born and raised in Flint, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? I'm an 80s baby, but I was raised by the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So 90s hip hop is is what I kind of grew up hearing in my house. My sister was a real big hip hop fan. Like the funny part about it is like when I was before the age of 12, I wasn't even into hip hop. I love I love soul music. I love oldies. I love techno. Wow. I loved everything. You love you love hauling notes, didn't you? You damn right I did. How did you know that? <laughs> you know, I, do, I do my research, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I absolutely did. I absolutely did, man. So, you know, I, I was listening to the oldies but goodies, but then my sister, she was bumping Biggie and Tupac and uh, No Limit and, and all mm -hmm. of that type of stuff and DMX. And then I started hearing that. And the record that changed my life um, was No Limit Soldiers by Master P. Like that was Boy, that, you just that, threw those you just threw those corny white guys in the trash, didn't you? <laughs> okay. My God, poor Hall and Oates, man. Oh, I, I, I still I still love them. I still listen to them to this day. Like honestly, in my free time, I don't really listen to too much rap. Like I don't right, right. You know, man. I listen to the things that inspire me, and I try to make music that gives that feeling that I got from like Hall and Oates and Bobby Womack and Seal and whoever else i was listening to james right. Brown, you know what mm -hmm. i mean but it was no limit soldiers man like in 1997 and from that point on um <laughs> i wanted to be a rapper i wanted to do music like i had always been like 
messing around on my keyboard and producing a little bit. But I think when I heard that TRU CD, that was what made me want to be a rapper. So I, oddly enough, bro, the thing about it is I didn't get into actual lyricism until like high school. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, uh, bless his heart, man, my man Tony Rowe, he was really big into Jay-Z, Nas, Method Man, Wu-Tang. And because I started learning, like, okay, it's not just about, you know, making people dance. It's about actually saying something while you have people's yes. attention. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? And yes. so my man Tony Rowe put me <clears> on <throat> to uh, Jay-Z, to Nas, to he, he burned me all, every Jay-Z CD that was out at the time, every Wu-Tang CD that was out at the time, like every lyrical MC he burned me a copy of their album, and I just remember listening to him over and over. I would go to sleep listening to It Was Written and Illmatic and Stillmatic. I would go to sleep listening to uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot by DMX. Mm -hmm. I would go to sleep mm -hmm. listening to Machiavelli, The Seven Day Theory, because I wanted to understand, you know, well, what makes a good rapper? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, yeah. What, what is it about these people that's that makes them great. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I was coming from a place of just <laughs> loving music. But then once I fell in love with hip hop as a genre, I wanted to be able to contribute and give back to it. I didn't just want to take from it and just, you know, make whatever and make a little money and just keep it moving. I want to say something. I want to be able to give back to the people that's listening through my words and through my craft. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's an amazing that's story. Seriously, that's very well, like, in-depth. You know, it's like a lost – it's like kind of a lost thing nowadays. But, like, I feel like – do you think – you know, you were you were growing up, like, I would say, you know, handing out mixtapes and stuff like that, right? Going around yeah. ciphering and shit like that. Like, do you miss that, like, having the, the – to do it? Because now you're kind of established. You don't got to prove shit to anybody. But, like, what, was there any more of a rush? Like, how great was that when you were going around, like, and people were like, oh, you can't rap. You're like, watch me. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, you know, that adrenaline prepared me for, you know, touring and going on stage. Because I feel like the same adrenaline that I get when I'm on stage, like, and I'm performing, is the same adrenaline that I used to have when I would be in ciphers or when people will come up to me and try to battle or whatever. I do actually miss that because... You know, it made you want to be better. It challenged you. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody start beating on the lunch table and then a crowd yeah. start gathering around and you just going off the top of the dome. That There's something inside of you, that, that creative muscle that strives to become better when it's put on the spot. Anytime I've ever been put on the spot, it has always made me want to be better. So I definitely miss those days. I definitely miss <laughs> I hope that the youth still doing it. Listen to me talking about the the youth. But, <laughs> yeah. We're horrible. We're so old. Well, I'm the old man on the lawn, John. <laughs> like I'm the old man. Get off my lawn. You don't get it. Like I am just like this stinks. I give nothing any credit. When in reality, I probably am very unfair. And Brian, to his credit, he's more open-minded than me. He'll be like, seriously, yeah. just listen. And I'm like, no, never in my life. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, but you know what? Hip-hop hip at its roots is a competitive thing. The, the mm -hmm. battling, the whole aspect of coming up. I mean, just with the way it started and everything, it was, it was kind of like DJ battling. Who could have the best beats? And then that's when people started rapping over it. And then it became competitive in that nature, you know? Mm -hmm. So to have that with, like, the ciphering and the battling, at its root, that, at its core, that's what it is. 
and you know, I, and yeah. I'll no, say like just with, of, mar- yeah. with a lot of money and the way the industry is and the way they've kind of manipulated it, they've gotten really away from that. And they've, I don't want to say too much away, but they've separated it. So now where battling is one lane and then being uh, a famous artist is another lane, you know? Mm-hmm. So, John, when, when do you think it changed, though? Like you said, you were listening to these songs like uh, the, you became a lyricist in the late 90s, getting Illmatic, Stillmatic, like, and it made you want to, like, actually speak through your rap. Like, in one of your songs, you say, I'm not a conscious rapper, I'm a rapper with a conscience, right? Which is a great line. So, like, it, it makes so much sense. Like, when did you think it changed the game veered? Do you remember coming up like I'm handing out these mixtapes, I'm pushing, I'm trying to cipher. Meanwhile, guys <laughs> as good as me aren't getting the recognition. Like, do you, can you pinpoint a time you think? Like, um, I would say, um, I, I, mm, it's always been those two different lanes. You know, people that made party raps and then people that made more lyrical raps. So it's always been those different you know, sub-genres of hip-hop. Um, so I lo- one thing I, I want to say about it is I love diversity. I love the fact that there are those different lanes. I just feel like it needs to be balanced. So mm. I would say that the separation has always been there, even from back in the days when you had, like, you know, the Humpty Dance, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. then at the same time, you have, like, Souls of Mischief, you know what I'm saying? Or you would have, like, these, these – you would have – um lyrical groups you know what i'm saying so it's like it's always been there those two different lanes of hip-hop you had the era where it was like the 69 boys and then but also you had let's not talk bad about the tootsie roll right (laughs) but see it was always there you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. that that form of party hip-hop but then there was always that juxtaposition of a biggie and tupac that were out uh balancing it out so I just think that, you know, the balance is what kind of got lost. I think, you know, every, every, every subgenre has its place. I just feel like balance is what's necessary. That's a phenomenal point, though, Bri. Like, he makes sense. Like, I never thought of it that way. So, yeah, when we were growing up in, like, the mid-'90s, you had the, you know, 69 boys getting played on the radio, but then they go right into Money Ain't a Thing, or they go into Hypnotize. (laughs) Then they'd go into Dear Mama and then go back to, let's say, Freak Nasty to Dick. So it was kind of like everything was balanced out and everyone was eating. You know what I mean? Everybody was eating, yes. Everyone was eating. There was no, like, oh, you have to go this route. It was like you could be a party guy and make $20 and you could be a lyricist and make $20 Now it's strictly like you better be the party guy or you know you're not making as much that's a yeah. good point, man. you know and that's my only i think if anything if, if if ever i was to say i had an issue with anything it would be that it's not that these these sub-genres exist it's just the mm-hmm. fact that the balance has been taken away like i said you know like what we're talking about they've always it's always been like that there's always been the party records and then the lyrics yep. guys and then the dude that makes the girl records, the dude that makes... There's always been that, but I just think that the problem is that there's not enough emphasis on that balance anymore. That's a yeah, good point. that is a really good point. I think, though, the girl the girl record thing you bring up... See, me, me and Brian, Brian and I and my group of friends were huge Fab fans growing up. Yeah. Like, so you bring up the girl records. My issue with the girl songs now, I'm sure Brian will agree with this, when Fab was making the girl songs, and even Ja Rule to an extent, they were sticking with the same bar structures and punchlines, almost like they were putting in the same amount of work on their girl songs right. at, 
as opposed as, as they were as a mix as they were yes ball. as they were the mix right. like fab would have lines and can't let you go where he'd stick with the multis he'd stick with the formulas he'd have the punch lines or like i ain't got to take you on maury you know things like that right. to where nowadays the girl songs like you'll see an album full of lyrics and then the girl song is shit like right. like Lu- like lupe said don't dumb it down you know what exactly. I mean? like, don't dumb it down yeah. So that's a good point, though, man. Absolutely, man. It's always going to be. You have to respect the listener by not assuming that they want dumbed down music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at it like, um, you know, the, the listener is just as intelligent as I am. You know, I shouldn't have to dumb down the things I say. And, and, all, and ultimately, if anything, if there's younger people that listen to my music, I want to elevate their mindset up instead of me having to come down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. that's what Nas did for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, when I was, when I started listening to Nas and Jay-Z and all that, I'm 14, 15 years old, and I'm, like, amazed at the wordplay. I'm amazed yeah. at, like, the double and triple entendres. So it's like, that made me want to learn how to do it. It made me actually want to study more and understand more how to get back to the craft so you know we in total agreement man like it, there was an era where lyricists treated even party records like lyrical records they treat yeah. the girl songs like lyrical records and i think you know it's it's all it's all dependent on the artist you know it's like i told somebody one time i don't know if i want to hear john <laughs> connor in the club i don't i wouldn't want to hear me in the club so, the thing is, so it's like so it's some club artists that i don't know if i want to hear them try to be lyrical like you know what i'm saying it's yeah you don't want to hear vice versa See, but yeah, our, group, our, group, our group of friends we would make we would throw a fit because you weren't getting played in the club seriously one of our friends got kicked out of atlantic city because one of the djs refused to play joe budden and really? he, he flipped yeah. out and he got kicked out of the club. And he said, I didn't do his voice. He's probably, he's like, you don't know shit, he said to the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried. We were always, I was the guy at the party, like when these guys were like playing cl- like party music to like, you know, girls want to dance to that. I'd be like, yeah. put on Lupe, put on Lupe. And they'd yeah. be like, they like, no, shut the fuck up. No, get out of here, kid. <laughs> get out of here, kid. I was unable. Oh, that's God. my fault. Like, that's why I envy guys like you and Brian. You're able to, like, separate the two. I'm a psychopath, and I can't. Like, <laughs> I just have a, I have a mental problem. And when's, your, when's your birthday, bro? Wait, let, me, wait, let me guess. Don't tell me. Hold on. Um. Well, you got 364 days. You're going to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait. Wait, what month is your birthday in is what I'm going to try to guess. All right, go on. Okay, let me see. The great game. Guess at home, everyone. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> let me see. Um, Is it in August? October. October, eh? It's yeah. close. Yeah. What, what sign are you, man? I don't know. A Libra? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. No, I feel you. Man, I got a homeboy. He's a boxer. My man, uh, Anthony Durrell, he's a Libra. Y'all got the same energy. Just that that type of just, I bet, yeah. Do we have the same sweaters or no? Because I dressed up for <laughs> uh, I can't say. I can't say that. I can't say that. Well, if he wants one, let me know. I'll sign it and send it to him. So. Right. What's your famous sweater? Yeah. I, I appreciate you holding me down like that, man. I really do. But I came to that point because it was a point in time of making music where my homeboys would say, like, you got to make a club joint. You got to make this type of joint. You got to make that type of joint. And I've come to just a place with my creativity and my spirituality where it's like my role is for who it's supposed to be for. 
You know what I'm saying? There are certain artists that, you know, that's what they do. They make club music. Shit, I want to hear Migos when I go to the club. I want to hear, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear whatever sustains that vibe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever's that atmosphere. Yeah, whatever's that atmosphere. The things that I speak about are the things that I try to help people out in their everyday life, like day to day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like maybe John what, Connor is what one you of the best. I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. No, I just want to. I just want to say because you say you make songs like that. One of the best songs. Well, I don't want to. Not even one of the best songs. You have so many, but one of my favorites is Two Week Notice. Thank you. You don't know how many times I listen to that shit while I'm at work. And I'm like, yo, if I could just do some, half of the shit he says in this song. <laughs> yo. Thank you, man. Just the ending where you're like, fuck you. Fuck you. You're yes. cool. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, man. Thank you so much, man. It came from, a, it came from an honest place. From an honest man. place. <laughs> yeah, I... uh. I used to work in fast food before I did music. Well, while I was doing music to support the music, I worked yeah. in uh, the shop, like an automotive plant in Flint. I worked in uh, the kitchen of a restaurant. I worked, man, I did some of everything. And just, I'm just a person, uh, I'm all about all humans should treat each other good, no matter what title or position. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I feel like it's so ridiculous that when certain people, they get in positions of power, they feel like based off their insecurities, it'll make them feel better to treat other people bad. Yeah. And I think that that's bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it absolutely humans, is. You know, we are humans. We are trying to get through this thing called life. You know, like, let, let's just treat each other good. And so yeah. why, do you, why do you got to make it harder by being a dick? Like, exactly. Just because you're in a position of power, you have the ability to hire me or fire me, doesn't give you any type of power over me. We're still people here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Bro, I learned the hard way. I picked up a second job at a liquor store stocking shelves because of this whole pandemic, Bri. And now when I was at a grocery store, I used to, if I didn't want something, I'd put it in another shelf. <laughs> now when I find beer where it's not supposed to be, I'm uh, like, what an asshole. <laughs> like, I, seriously, I'm like, what a what kind of piece of shit puts the seagulls at a Bud Light? So I'll never do that again. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. That's funny. I learned the hard way. I'm lying. I'll probably do it because I'm lazy, but it's good that I, you know, I think I won't. I know Brian's got a lot of John, questions. I got, I got, yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep it simple. I don't want to go into like way too far with it. Yo, no, whatever, whatever happened? Why did they take your Street Fighter freestyle down off YouTube? Wow, they did. Yeah, man. That was that was a uh, Street Fighter. That was the American Psycho freestyle, wasn't it? Yep. And you said they took that down. They took that down. If you go, if you search it, um, it comes up as video unavailable, taken down. Wow. Somebody told and me too, they took down my Kanye mixtape. My yeah, um, they did. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But you know what the thing is? I, the only reason why I bring that one up is because that was. That was one of the first things that I've ever heard of you because me and Scott used to rap and the producer we recorded with, we went over one day and we were going to record some tracks. And then he's like, yo, you got to check this dude out. His name's John Connor. And I was like, I already like him because of his name. That's a badass name. <laughs> Thank right? you. So I'm like, all right, let me hear it. And that was the, that was the song he played. And I was like, yo, this guy is fucking ridiculous. Thank I'm like, he's going to blow up. Like this, the whole shit was ridiculous. And then, I remember then I, I went backwards and I found a lot of your other stuff. And then I just been a fan ever since then. Thank you. And the, how, how'd you come up? What made you choose the name John Connor? 
I'm a movie nerd, right? Uh-huh. So I'm sitting in my room. I was like 18, I think. Um, I was watching the Terminator movies, however many it was at the time. I just watched them all back to back to back. And it was just one of those things, man, where intuition was in the room. And it was like, yo. Because before that, my rap name was Do So. Because I'm named after my father, Jan Freeman Jr. So the hood, everybody in the hood would call me Deuce, Do So, Deucey. Excuse me. And so at that point, I was getting ready to move to Orlando, Florida to go to Full Sail University, right? Mm-hmm. So I was looking at it like, I want to start over. I don't want I don't want anything music related related to the name Do So. I want to start all over. I wanted to prove to myself like, you know, it, it's not about the name. It's not about none of that. It's about you and what you do with it. So while I yeah. watched the Terminator, I was just like, yo, this is ill. Like this character is so ill. Like he meant so much to the world even before he was born, even before he was conceived. It was wars about yeah. John Connor. And I'm like, I want to I wanna mean that much to music. I want my message to mean that much to the world that this dude, John Connor, has to be here. He has to be heard. So I just wanted to have that much of an impact on the world as that character did in the movie. So when I was 18, I said, fuck it. I was like, you know what? I'm John Connor from now on. That's it. I'm that. There it is. And it's man. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I can tell one of the one of the things I really loved, I loved your best in the world mixtape series. Thank I loved you. every single one of them. Thank you. My my favorite one though was the People's Rapper LP. <laughs> the Eminem one. Where you did all the Eminem beats. Now, this is a this is a two part question. Mm-hmm. What what inspired you to do that series? Um Originally, what inspired me to do it was I felt like I was, <laughs> I felt like I was rapping really good. I felt like I had got mm-hmm. to a point where I'm like, I'm pretty good at rapping, right? Mm-hmm. So why am I not getting noticed? Is what I started feeling like. You know what I'm saying? It was like, damn, I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. I feel like my shows are good. I feel like I'm I'm spitting, and it was just like I was running into this fucking like glass ceiling. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? as a way of paying homage and also showing the world that I could hold my own, like on these beats that these great yes. people have slaughtered. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It was yep. like, I'm going to make people respect me by when they hear these songs, they're going to say, damn, he actually did just as good. You know what I'm saying? I, that yep. was my intent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope that when people hear these, not trying to shit on Eminem, Jay-Z or nobody like that. Oh, no. It was like, cause what they, that that's legendary. You know, yeah. my thing was, I just want to be respected. I just want people to know that I can hold my own and that that I want to contribute. What these people contributed to the game is what I'm trying to offer to the game as well. So it was actually me paying homage to the people that came before me and that I admired and also just to the people within the industry and just fans of hip-hop. Like, yo, I'm kind of nice. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. Like, you know, yeah. So, yeah, that was all, man. <laughs> God bless now, you, man. I tried that once. I got six views <laughs> on a headline freestyle. Oh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. Now, all good. The, the reason why the People's Rapper LP was my favorite one, not just because, I mean, I'm an Eminem fan, mm-hmm. but for the fact that nobody rhymes on Eminem's beats. I nobody nobody yep. tries to do it. I mean, I've tried to write to him. I'm not saying that I'm anything special lyrically, but I feel like Eminem's beats are very, very unique. They're made right. mm-hmm. strictly for him. For him, yeah. So 
when I when that when you dropped that and I started listening to it and just opening up with the cold wind blows and you killed every single one of those beats. Thank you. And Thank that you. in itself to me was enough to say like, wow, this dude he's ridiculous lyrically to be able to get on all of Eminem's beats that, like I said, for a guy that for beats that are made just for him. Yeah. It's extremely impressive. Thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank no, you. Honestly, the soldier one, like even when I think when soldier yeah. came out, G unit even tried to do it. Like mm -hmm. I, if I recall, like when they yeah. said Yayo and like, like you nailed the soldier one, and like Brian said, like if you read a, there's a book about M's lyrics, his first two albums called Angry Blonde, and it explains, it gives you all the lyrics he ever had in his songs, and it explains how he wrote them, man. And half of his beats weren't even finished. It's almost. Like Ray wasn't even done, and M would hear him over the phone and be like, "What's that shit playing in the background?" And it was like they kill you, like do 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 do. Who can't rap to that? Like how can you rap to that? Yeah. So the fact that you were killing these beats, I dude, even when Crooked was doing Hip Hop Weekly, like he picked like one or two, I think one M beat, like you know he he did what he does because he's Crooked, but like I've never heard anyone rap on Eminem beats like that. And I'm not just saying yep. that because you're interviewing us. I mean, it has something to do with it because I like you more. <laughs> like, but seriously, like, I've never heard anyone rap like that. Did you find it harder to rap on Eminem beats more than any other beats? Or did it just come natural? For the most part, it was coming natural. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, for, the, for the most part, it was. Like, but, but at the same time, I, I made sure when I – because I don't write lyrics down. So I have to feel a feeling. Like, you know what I'm saying? I have to, as soon as I hear it, it's like the spirit just happens. Like, the, the words just come. So if I listen to a beat and I don't get that feeling, I'll probably just pass on the beat. Like, I have to, okay. as, soon as, I, as soon as I hear the music, the words have to start coming. And if that doesn't happen, then it's like, nah, this ain't it. So when I was picking beats for those Best in the World projects, it's like, those were the beats that as soon as I heard <laughs> I immediately gravitated to him and, like, words started coming. Now, did you find yourself, like, let's be honest, when you're rapping to an MV, M beat or J beat, do you, like, write like them when you're writing to the beat? Is it more like an Eminem style you're going with or a Jay-Z style? Like, or do you try to steer away from that shit? Like, Brian does comedy up here, like, and he doesn't watch comedians if he's doing a show. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, he doesn't want to, like, have jokes like them. Are you like that? Like... Yeah, kind of. I, I try. I don't want to be influenced by, you know, yeah. by people. You know, it was, it's already a tough challenge because you're taking a whole catalog of somebody else's shit. So yeah. it's like I did want to make sure that I, I rode the wave of paying homage. That's why some of them have the same choruses because it's like, yo, I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm paying homage, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when it came down to the things that I was saying or talking about, I tried to be as original as humanly possible. But some of them, like, <clears throat> I, I'm trying to remember on – um on like the way I am. I'm trying to remember, did I ride the beat like M did? I know on a couple of them, it, you know, you got to kind of go off of that because it's just so yeah. iconic how he did yeah. it. Well, like yeah, like I was saying, in that beat in the, in the book, that beat wasn't finished and that's why he had to repeat his lines because the the bar structure wasn't good enough for the, the 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 beat. That's why he said, I'm tired of arguing, arguing. They had to echo it for the right. six 
16 to finish. So, like, that beat, the way I am, I've never heard anyone fucking rap to it. It's incredible. Well, so, man, once man. again, what you did on it, amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. No, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I was, um, and maybe y'all can help me with it, man. Um, like, me and my brother, Mo, Mo Cleves, who's my business partner and my yeah. brother, my manager, mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? We were talking, and he was like, I was like, do people still even want to hear me do Best in the World? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Okay, cool. See, thank Yo, you, because you I don't gotta, know. You got to do You got to do a Lil Wayne one. That's what I would, man. I have so much respect for Lil Wayne, dog. Like, it would be fun as fuck to do a Lil Wayne Best in the World. Yeah, man. That, Damn, that's I think, I, am, I think we just did it right here, right now. Like, I'm going to start working on the Lil Wayne best in the world. Yeah, good. Oh, good. You, you know, do it, because I think you – I said this, like, we, we had a, a rapper on, like, a week ago, and I always said it was the name attached to the, the artist. I think that if you take the name from the artist but give them a verse – it takes away a whole different thing. For instance, if you spit something, but you put Lil Wayne's name on it, they'd be like, this is the greatest shit in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, it's a brand you built for yourself, which kind of sucks to an extent because, like, you got some no-name. Like, if I'm ciphering, it might be the hottest shit, but who the fuck am I? Right. <laughs> so that's why I like, I like how you're doing this shit. And when Brian showed you – see – while Brian was getting into your music probably like nine or ten years ago, man, I was getting into Hobson. So, like, I remember Brian, I saw Hobson's uh, Sag My Pants. And, like, at the time, I kind of checked out of hip-hop a little bit. I was like, you know what, fuck this shit. And uh, he sent me one of your songs. He goes, look, John, I think you were in a Hobson, or you had Hobson in one of your videos or whatever. I, I don't remember. but yeah, like, That's yeah. my man. I love Hobson. Yeah, so, like. He was like, oh, look, Hobson. And I was like, all right, maybe I can fuck with this dude. And then I started <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm a real stubborn motherfucker. You it's know? all good, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. Hobson, that's my dog. Like, he put me on, Um, we went on the road together a couple times, man. Like, super, super good human being, man. Yeah. He comes off yeah, like, man. yeah, even down to earth. We went to see him uh, in concert, and he was outside taking photos and stuff. So, yeah, like, man. We always yeah. be happy when people like that make it and at least get the recognition. I mean, I'd love to talk to him because I don't know what happened with the funk volume situation, but like, it so, is what uh, it is. Yeah. I want to now. I just want to circle back a little bit. Okay. Just, just a little off of based off the Eminem stuff. Why don't we have an Eminem John Connor track? I don't know, man. We met each other too, which was kind of which was really really cool. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe in the future it could happen, man. Like, I'm, I just, I'm, yeah. I feel like just because Detroit, Flint, you know, Dre, how did how did it not ever come together? Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows, man? But he's a he's a really good person, though. Like the time that we met each other, like just a very good spirit. You know what I'm saying? It was all love, and I definitely I was I was grateful that I got a chance to tell him you know, how much I respect him being from Michigan mm -hmm. and putting those footprints in the sand in hip-hop like he did for, for our whole state, man. But super right. good dude. But who knows? Maybe it could happen, man. I'm really cool with... Uh, I hope so. The Nine and, and my man Kid Vicious and all of them, man. So yeah. probably still happen, man. Now, are I you... So. Yeah, are you guys on the trail? Like, I know in Jersey, like, we have... Um, like, in New Jersey, we're very, like like loyal to a sense like we like if someone says shit like about someone from jersey like even a battle rapper arsenal or button we're sticking up for him you know what i mean right, like right. it's like 
you don't talk shit about people from Jersey. Like, it's just, even if you don't know them, I've never even met these people. Like, right. no, it's, is that a, that's not just an East Coast thing. Like, even like Detroit, I think, or Michigan, Black Milk is from people like that. Like, are you guys all? This, are, yeah. You know, this was so funny about that. People don't understand, like, Flint and Detroit are like two different worlds, man. Mm -hmm. So, like, coming up, it will be, like, a Flint-Detroit rivalry really? type thing. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's a part of the story that people don't – like, it's so funny that people um, that aren't from Michigan, they don't know that. So, anytime when I was coming up in the game and I would tell people I was from Flint, they'd be like, yeah, this is John Connor. He's from Detroit. And I would always correct them, like, yo, I'm from Flint. <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's like Detroit people are very prideful and so are Flint people. And so it's like more than anything, when a Flint person is out somewhere, you could have beef with that person back home. But if y'all are both out somewhere, like um like you know what I mean, traveling, right. You can't say nothing bad about that person. You know what I mean? And okay. the people are the same way. And what's cool about that, though, you asking me that question, is uh, my man Kid Vicious, Royce Five-Nine's little brother, we were in the studio a couple months back, and we were talking about how we need to stop that separation within Michigan. Like, we need right. to bring it all together because, like, that's so cool that Jersey as a whole, that y'all have that loyalty to each other. And what we were talking about is just trying to enforce that within the whole state of Michigan. You know, because all of these cities in Michigan, we are so separated and we have our own little worlds going on that it's not often that Detroit people and Flint people even cross paths like that. So right. it's like... Yeah, it was like a really dope thing when I first met Danan from D12. Um, shout out to Bazaar. Shout out to Caniva. Like, you know what I'm saying? All of them mm -hmm. extended their hand to me and kind of rubbed out that Flint, Detroit barrier. And I right. think that it's really, really cool that now you're going to start seeing the whole state of Michigan interact with each other more. Well, I guess New Jersey is a lot smaller, too. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it comes to that. But, like, I, I'm just speaking from our point of view. Maybe it's a little like that. But, like, as far as our friend group goes, like, look, Bruce Springsteen, in my opinion, is not that fucking good. But no. don't say <laughs> shit about him because he's from New Jersey. Exactly. Oh, definitely, man. Whenever you if if somebody try to talk shit about anybody from Michigan, nah, we don't play that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if I go if I go somewhere, you can't talk down about Eminem, D twelve, Royce the Five Nine, MC Breed, Dayton Family, uh, Ready for the World. Like it's all of these acts, even you know, my man Terry Cruz is from Flint, right. Shield, yeah. boxing champion is from Flint. Like you know what I'm saying? So no, nah, when we go out, we definitely make sure we hold it down for the crib, man. All right, you threw out way more names than me. Now I feel bad. <laughs> let's not for, i'll throw out a michigan one let's not forget icp right there we go there we go so what was it uh what was it like when you met dre for the first time uh meeting dre for the first time was cool because i thought i was gonna be really really nervous and i wasn't you know what i'm uh -huh. saying like when i first when i met him and we shook hands it was it was just at ease after that. It was like, oh shit, he cool. He got a he has an inviting aura. You know? What yeah. man? So it was really, really cool, man. Yeah, because I would think that it would be like a little overwhelming. I mean, it's Dr. Dre, you know? Right. Just like, with his history, everything. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's how I thought I was gonna be, like when we met, but then it's like as soon as we met, um we met up for the first time at this restaurant called Katana. 
uh, in L.A., really, really cool restaurant. And when he walked up, I was in my head. I'm like, "Damn, that's Dr. Dre." And then <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you're probably, probably like, "He better be picking up the fucking check." You feel <laughs> me? <laughs> but yeah, man, absolutely, man. And so when we kicked it, man, it was like I was totally at peace, man. After that, it was like uh, him being a cool person kind of set all of the anxiety at ease. Yeah. Right. Well, it comes to it, too, like, Brian, we've talked about, like, it, the older you get, like, you're just human beings. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're, it's like you're 16 years old girl meeting, like, the Backstreet Boys. Or something. Right. <laughs> right. By the way, if you're listening, I'd love to meet the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? Oh, Brian and AJ, seriously. <laughs> but, but, like, <laughs> But seriously, when you get older, though, it's like, you know, yeah, they're just humans with a family. It is what That's it is, man. You know? That's it. I get more, man, I get more nervous about, I'm a big WWE fan, so I get more nervous meeting WWE wrestlers oh, than I do other <laughs> other rappers. I really do. Bro, my brother and his friend Joe on this channel do a wrestling podcast. Really? And I don't, yeah. yeah. And I, no, they'd love to have you on. I don't get it. <laughs> like I I I've been on there a few times and they're like, can you believe the Undertaker lost? I go, it's fucking planned, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, uh, but like they do one called "Who's the Legal Man?" Shameless plug. They uh -huh. do one doing that, and like I'm like, there's not an audience yet. Their their show gets the most views. I don't get it. Like how? Like there's a, there's you know, a huge audience for it. Everyone loves it. I'm Absolutely. in the wrong. God bless you guys. Not I'm yet. in the we, wrong. We, che we checked out how many years ago, though, you know? Because yeah. yeah. we were, like, religiously watching it, yeah. like Kurt Angle, The Rock, all the WrestleManias, yeah. Royal Rumbles. And then, I don't know, you just got to a point. I feel like it was, like, sophomore year in high school. It was like, ah, I'm good with it. I don't you know what, John? You know what did it for me? When I found out Jeff Jarrett lip sync. I was done. That was it. That was, <laughs> that, that was it. It was a wrap. When I found out the road dog, Jesse gonna, James. When you found out the roadie really sang the song, that was I it. was, I'm done. <laughs> this has been a lie my whole oh. life. That's it. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I feel you. Absolutely, man. Brian, what? So, I don't, yeah. so what's, up, what's on the horizon for John Connor? Man, on April 27th, the new project, yep. SOS, man. And like Dude, I, said, I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you so much, man. I, like I said, I want to thank y'all so much because my journey has been quite the experience, man. It's like I've been through so many ups, downs, and in-betweens, man, and I'm just so grateful for everybody for sticking with me on this journey. And I just want to do my best to give y'all quality music and give y'all more music than I did the first time around. And we just going to have fun. So on April 27th is like the new beginning. I've been dropping joints every Monday. Then Bro, that, the, the priceless shit? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank Yo, you. When you come in after the, after the little intermission with uh, that recording yeah. and, you, and the beat starts again, and then when the shit drops, oh, my God. Man, thank you. Yeah, Yo. who you flexing to? Who sit next to you? That yep. all, yeah. Oh man, my thank god. You. Thank you, man. Like that's it, man. Just that's my plan. Um, so April twenty seventh, SOS, and then also after that, I have an artist. His name is Ace Cabana. He's from Flint, Michigan. I produced mm -hmm. his whole album from top to bottom. So that's a really special project for me because. Um, I'm more so known at, um, for being a rapper than I am a producer, but I've always, I was a producer first. So it's like, yep. so I always wanted you did, 
you did the uh, the score for the basketball documentary, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I was really young at the time too. So if I yeah. did it again today, I would kill that shit. But with <laughs> my man, with my man Ace Cabana, it's always want to put that light on the next generation. So he's 23 years old, young up and coming artist from Flint, and I just want to use whatever fan base I have to kind of give it to him as well. And it's just a cool project because it's the first project I've ever produced the whole thing that wasn't mm -hmm. a John Connor album. Right. So after that, we got the docu series, The Road to Legendary, which y'all gonna actually get to see my whole journey from high school to the underground best in the world years to my time at aftermath to my time of starting my own company it's a five-part docu-series that documents all of that and then sos2 probably coming in september october so it's on man stay working man never not busy yeah can i ask you so really quick man uh, <laughs> i'm sorry sorry if i keep bombarding no you it's okay it's all good yeah, we're in quarantine. What else is going on, right? Come on, right? <laughs> Give the fans what they want. Give them what they want, <laughs> man. So, um, what artists haven't you worked with that like this? You know, this is the guy. I asked Chase more this. Um, uh, I interviewed him, a guy who makes beats out on the West Coast for Team Backpack and stuff. I said, like, what artists have you not made a beat for you want to work with? He said Benny the Butcher. So I like to ask this, like, who haven't you worked with that, like, you know, you really want to collab with? And not the obvious people, like, obviously, the, you know, the M and stuff like that. Like, someone, someone who might not be as known that, like, you haven't worked with who you'd really think you'd coordinate on a track with, with your, um, your ability. Damn. You know what? It was, I know it's a great question. Just it, it, no, it is. <laughs> it, is. It, it is, bro. Like, man, I just thought like I can't. I'm so fucking mad right now because I can't remember her name. It was a girl on Instagram that I just saw, and I think she only got like three thousand followers, but she's like hard as hell, and I cannot remember her name. But so you know what? That that's two thousand eight hundred more than us. So <laughs> it's all good. But damn, this don't even do her no good right now because I can't even remember her fucking name. So it's like, but um, I'll try to think of who who would I love to work with, man. I just I'm at such a place, man, with music where I just want to work with people that got good spirits and that that are talking about something and that want to feed people's mind and spirits, man. So I don't know that I just have like a wish list of people I want to work with. I just want to help make the most uh, positive, creative, spiritually thought-provoking music possible. And whoever trying to do that, I'm gang. Man, you'd be great in politics. That was a great answer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but it's real, though. It's real. It's real. I'm not going to lean on one side at all. Just, you know, <laughs> go to the voting booth. I'm running in 2020. Hey. Come on, man. It's real. I'm just, okay. Speaking of that, though, on a serious note, I know me and Brian were talking, how's Flint going with everything, with the situation, the water stuff that's been going on for a while? You know, like, the media says one yeah. thing out here. Honestly, with the media, right or left, we don't know what to believe anymore. So, like, how's yeah. it going you being there? Um, It's difficult. It's, it's difficult yeah. right now because you think about it. The water in Flint is not 100% all the way fixed. So mm -hmm. now you have a pandemic that requires you to stay clean. But right. now it's like... But you can't use the water. But I can't, if I can't use water, how do I stay clean? So you know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you having to really use your brain of, okay, if I get in this water, uh, how many times a week should I get into it? So I try not to get lead poisoning. So it's really fucked up. It's like... Do I do I want to get coronavirus or do I want lead poisoning? So it's like you're choosing between the lesser of evils at this point. Right. 
Damn, that's yeah, that's a good that's insight though. No, it's good to have an intel like from someone who's actually there in the front line because like you know how the political game is now. Like you turn on CNN, it's one thing. Fox News, it's I don't know what to believe. So like I like to get people's like words from there on the ground. So you know, hopefully that gets better and shit. One thing we like to do is I know it's kind of corny, but I like to make it fun. It's called the gun to your head skit. Okay, and cool, let's do five it. questions. <laughs> You know, it, it kind of, it has something to do with music sometimes, but nothing to do with rap. I watch it like this fucking cornball. You know what? Go fuck yourselves. So, uh, first thing to your head, all right? Random questions. Big Mac or a Whopper? Uh, Big Mac. Well played. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The Whopper was uh, Burger King, right? Correct. Yeah. Whopper. Okay, well, let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> so, Big Mac or Whopper? Whopper. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> One out of two ain't bad shit. There it is. There we, uh, we got it. We got it. I think I know. I'm going to know the answer because of your boy. Michigan or Michigan State? Michigan State. You got to go that way. Yeah, my sister graduated from there too, so I'm a state dude. Good for, good for her. Congrats. Yeah. Rugrats or Hey Arnold? Rugrats. That's a you know what I like you. <laughs> hey Arnold was a great show though. You know what? Top left, you're out of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jonas Brothers or N Sync? If you had to collab with one of them, N Sync. Okay. There you N-Sync, go. Yeah. N Sync or Backstreet Boys? Oh fuck. Ooh. Most guys pick BSB. I'm BSB till I die. I'm just gonna. Yeah. Throw that. Damn. I'll um. I'm going to have to go with NSYNC again. All right. Yep. You know what? My wife gave that question to me, so she's going to be like, I like him. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so, at the end of the day, I don't know which one of the Backstreet Boys is, like, super musically inclined. I don't know that I, if I ever dug that deep into the band to understand that, but I do know that Justin Timberlake went off to make fucking crazy records. Yep. And that dude has a musical mind that's out of this world. So it's like, I feel like if you lock me in a room with either Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, I feel like I, the, the conversations musically with in uh, sync would be um, crazy, and the better song would come out of that. That's really interesting so, because that's like choosing the Supremes over like the Four Tops because Diana Ross left the Supremes but became a star. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very like, similar. Seriously. Indeed. Last, last one. So, last hold one. on, hold on. So now, oh. now here's the challenge. You got to take ten in sync beats and remix them and rap over them. Wow. Is why not? Yeah. But fucking, I, I want it that way is on my workout playlist, and I don't give a fuck. What do you What do you do? A cycling class? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Dog, I be hitting the weights, dog, and that shit just be you. Uh, what is? That yeah. get you pumped up, <laughs> if your workout doesn't include crying while eating ice cream, then it shouldn't be on your fucking playlist. <laughs> Seriously. Hey. That shit is one of the greatest songs ever. But damn it, it really is. keep asking me the questions because cause damn, I don't even I don't want to cut us off, but all Teddy right. Riley versus Babyface is about to happen on Instagram Live. So all right, all right. I catch that. Last one, last one, Monopoly or Scrabble? Monopoly. You know, well played. I'm the there Monopoly god, I'm the champ. John Connor, thanks for coming on, man. If you ever want to chop it up again, if you ever want to chop it up again, let you know. 
Guy, you know, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And, yeah, uh, what we do, man. The project coming out on the 27th. We should do this again the week that the project drop, man. Definitely. 427, Absolutely. we'll do it the next week. We'll play some of your shit, yes, uh, stuff like that. Thanks a lot for coming out, man. Thanks Come so on, much, man. man. Y'all cool as hell. Send New Jersey my love, man. We will. We hey, will. yeah, y'all stay safe, man. You too. You too, man. You too.